Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang, and I want to welcome any first-time listeners out there. I'm really happy you decided to tune in. So whether you're a seasoned tango dancer or a novice who just started, you've come to the right place. Now, I know we pick up a lot from taking classes, workshops, and private lessons, but there's another valuable learning resource that's often overlooked, and that's the personal anecdotes and insights of the very teachers who guide us. And the purpose of the interviews on this podcast is to help fill that gap and to provide you some more learning tools as you progress on your own tango adventure. As you know, I love getting feedback from listeners, so if you ever want to get in touch, feel free to email me at wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. Okay, my guest today is based out of Seattle, Washington, and has been teaching tango at the Belltown Studio there since 2012. After falling in love with tango, he pursued this passion and trained with a number of well-known professionals. He has taught and performed internationally at many cultural events and milongas. And with me now from Seattle is Koa Hans. Koa, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Thank you for having me, Joe. Good to be here. Yeah. Okay, Koa. So can you take us back maybe closer to the beginning of your tango journey? So can you describe the moment or moments, could have been more than one, when you knew you wanted tango to be a big part of your life? Absolutely. You know, I, uh, I tell this story quite a bit. So a mm-hmm. friend of mine took me to a milonga 10 years ago in Seattle at the Century Ballroom. Hmm. So let me backstory this. I, I had an early midlife crisis, Joe, so I wanted to try <laughs> something new. Okay. So that year, I bought a motorcycle, hmm. an ukulele. Nice. Um, I took a gun safety course, and I wanted to learn how to dance. Okay. So <laughs> a friend of mine took me to this Milonga in uh, Century Ballroom, and, you know, we did the beginning class. And I sat there for three and a half hours with my jaw to the ground. I couldn't believe how this room full of 100, 150 people were dancing to this music that I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. But they were all moving at the same time, but they were all doing different things. And the look on their faces, they were just blissed out. And I said, oh boy, I have to do this. So I started taking classes the following week. Nice. And I haven't stopped since. So that was my my big introduction to tango. Wow. So you you were taken right away. So what were your first few lessons like? So I took lessons in Tacoma mm-hmm. and they my first instructors, Mark and Jenny, and mm-hmm. they were super kind, super gracious, lovely, wonderful people. And I, I recruited a friend of mine to take the classes with me. Mm-hmm. So I had the buddy system. So we were taking these classes together and we just fell in love with it. We had a great time. It was something that we could do on the, uh, once a week and we can kind of meet other people, mm-hmm. do something physical. And uh, we were really attracted to the sense of community behind it. It was really fun. Yeah. Nice. So what was your very first dance like at a Malanga? Well, I have I have two stories behind that. The okay. first one was, I remember at those classes in Tacoma, the teachers would have a, um, a milonga every couple of weeks, you know, for their students. So that was my first experience. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, a fancy class, okay. right? So instead of a, a week, uh, the regular class, it was like a fancy dance. So my 
first memorable uh, experience for that was in Portland at the Tango Fest. Mm. It was my first festival. I was six months into this, Joe. Wow. Like most beginners, you go into a festival saying, you know how to do the cross, you know how to do ultras, you can do anything, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. And then you go into this room with 300 people and you can't move, right? So, of course, yeah. I know nothing and I'm scared out of my wits. So, I, like most beginners, I stand on the side and I watch all these fantastic dancers dance. But mm-hmm. I said, okay, Koa, you drove all the way down here, you've invested this time, you invested this money, and you have these nice fancy shoes on. Why don't you Cabo sale somebody that you would think would never uh, marauder you and get a dance? So mm-hmm. I, I punched above my weight mm-hmm. and I Cabo sailed this beautiful mystery woman mm-hmm. and uh, she accepted. And I tell you, Joe, it was uh, no words were spoken. Okay. We didn't break our embrace at the Cortina. It was just heaven. Ah, yeah. nice. Just like you and I know, it's that perfect tana that you're looking for, that perfect golf swing, that perfect surf wave, that perfect thing. And uh, that was it for me. We, the tana ended. I walked her back to her table, mm-hmm. politely smiled and nodded, and that was it. I was hooked. That was my, uh, my first great experience at, at a Milonga. Nice. Nice. And at a festival, yeah. too. That's great. Well, Yeah. Exactly, and in, in Portland Tango Fest, which I, you yeah. know, is, is a pretty well attended uh, festival. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right, right. So when you got back from that Malanga, what were you thinking? Were you just on cloud nine the whole time? Of course, because who wouldn't be? Right, <laughs> you just had this perfect, mm-hmm. this perfect experience. But here's the deal: mm-hmm. is when I came back, and just like most dancers, you want that to be over and over and over again. How can I get better? How can I improve? How can I? Mm-hmm. get more confidence and that's when the uh, more tango classes and private lessons started to ensue for sure nice nice so speaking of classes and learning what's some really good or some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your teachers oh my gosh there's so many so besides the you know the tech technical place your hips here put your foot there mm-hmm. put your hand here the one thing that really struck a chord with me was how many visiting instructors have told me to go out and dance more and visit other instructors and 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 get as much experience as you can now that seems kind of generic but mm-hmm. In, in thinking as a tango teacher, in, in my experience in other places, people are pretty territorial, right? Mm-hmm. These are my students, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. But in Seattle, everybody's like, no, 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 go check out this person. Go check out this person and, and see everybody. And something may resonate more with this person than this person. So the sense of community and the open sharing um, was really memorable advice from my first instructors, Patricio and Ava. They were like, yes, go out and experience more. We are not the end-all, say-all. Mm-hmm. Go see everybody and then uh, be sure to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I like that how you say, you know, you got you to try out a bunch of different people because these teachers teach differently and different students learn differently. Yeah, so just from your own experience, Koa, what kind of teaching methods do you really respond well to? Oh, boy. That's a tough question. We adjust constantly. That's Mm -hmm. why I think we love 
tango. It's an improvised dance. Mm -hmm. So whenever we teach, we we improvise a lot because you never know, as you know, Joe, you could have six leads or six follows. You could have people that have been dancing for six years or people dancing for six days. Mm -hmm. So I think the the idea of constantly adjusting and shifting and micro-adjusting and improvising, Mm -hmm. uh, how we convey this idea to again, people with different skill levels is kind of our, our thing. We like to use, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a, a cheeky, but a lot of props, okay. um, or at least we have in the past. So we have books that we put on people's heads. We have balloons that we put in between students. Yeah. We have hula hoops to, mm-hmm. to create this visual sense of uh, dancing in a column, you know, protractors. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've got pool noodles, uh, all sorts of fun things. But these are just you know, fun ways to convey these ideas to uh, to different people that have, you know, visual sense, kinesthetic sense, oral mm-hmm. sense. So we try to uh, accommodate all of them. Mm-hmm. Nice. So how, how did you start teaching? I mean, you got, a, you got addicted to tango and now you're a teacher yourself. Can you describe that journey? Yeah. So my, my first teachers, Mark and Jenny, mm-hmm. they taught, again, once in Tacoma and in Olympia. And about a year and a half in, the Mark took sabbatical, so they asked me if I would co-teach with Jenny Mulligan, mm. and this was about a year and a half in, and you and I know that's absolutely insane. Yeah. Nobody does that. <laughs> right. That is ridiculous. But I, you know, just like most things that Tango brings out of me, I always say yes. I mm-hmm. always say yes. When everybody asks me to do anything, I'll say yes, because again, I want to experience as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So I started co-teaching with Jenny Mulligan in Tacoma and in Olympia and uh, we did that for several years it was it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. we had a small community down in Olympia and Tacoma Mm -hmm. and uh, it was very fun to convey our our ideas and and passion for tango with these people it was super fun so after teaching in Tacoma and Olympia she decided to take a break and a friend of mine asked me to start teaching in Seattle at the Belltown Dance Studio nice. about six years ago. Mm-hmm. And so we started teaching there and I've been there ever since. Wow. Um, I've been super, yeah, super lucky and uh, blessed to have these people come every week mm-hmm. and show up and uh, take these tango classes at the Belltown Dance Studio downtown Seattle. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. So I've been there for six years. Um, I did some light teaching up in Vancouver, BC uh, and Bellingham. And some other places where people have, you know, said, hey, you want to come up and do a, a class before Milonga? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm there. So try to say yes to everything. Right, Joe? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, about students and, and peers and community because, you know, when, mm-hmm. when students work together during practicas or just on their own, sometimes teachers aren't always around to help them. So from your perspective, Koa, what, what are some good ways for advanced students to help beginner students? Well, we are pretty lucky in Seattle because we have a monthly beginner's practica at Dance Underground, and that is the, mm. the perfect space where intermediate and advanced dancers and other instructors can kind of come in mm-hmm. and help the beginning students. Nice. So this is held, like, again, every, I think, fourth Thursday in Seattle by our friend Catherine McDonald, who does a fantastic job mm-hmm. uh, bringing everybody together. She brings in great DJs. And last year, our studio and our class, we decided, hey, you know what? Let's make this a monthly tango field trip so every Mm. thursday we take 
people who just started in our, you know, beginning class and intermediate students will all caravan over there. We'll have probably 12 to 15, sometimes up to 20 people there just from Belltown Dance Studio to kind mm-hmm. of go in and rush and help everybody in the community. And I think that's super fun and rewarding. You know, how do we, I remember coming up in the ranks, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and I was so lucky to have all these fantastic people and say, would grab me because I'm typically pretty shy, Joe, if you can (laughs) tell, but they would grab me and pull me on the floor and said, okay, what are you working on? Let's work on this or let's work on that. Mm. And uh, so I've been really lucky with that and so we're trying to give back the same way nice yeah that's great yeah i'm glad someone grabbed you yeah i love it you know even though i like you when i was a beginner i would get scared but whenever someone did that it Mm -hmm. always turned out to be to be for the best (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah 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 so i want to talk a little bit about tango novices because a lot of people listening to the podcast are are just getting into tango they're just starting to get addicted but uh tango novices a lot of your students as you know are probably perfectionists a lot of them you know when they start getting out to malangas and they start dancing with strangers the first thing that comes into their mind is oh i'm afraid of messing up or i'm I'm afraid of not having Mm -hmm. a good dance or i'm afraid my partner is not going to like me so so how do you address those those concerns when those students bring bring them up well just in your question i'm afraid of this i'm afraid of that i'm Mm -hmm. afraid of messing up and i'm afraid of asking the wrong person that's the thing that we try to overcome is is that fear Mm -hmm. no fear Get mm-hmm. out there, make those mistakes, meet those people, uh, because that's uh, how you're going to get better, and that's how you're going to meet other people. Is it's it's easier said than done. Again, I've been in the same boat, sitting on the side. I'm super scared. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ask this person. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing, even though everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, so my advice for novices is number one mm-hmm. is to get over is to try and find ways to get over that those hurdles and those obstacles of being afraid mm-hmm. Two, what really helped me in the beginning was i had a tango buddy mm. so like most beginning classes and what we found is that uh, in your graduating class so to speak or your beginning class you will find a kinship with people that are in the same boat as you quote mm. unquote so they mm-hmm. started tango at the same time so i have a really good friend of mine when we first started these tango lessons, mm-hmm. we would travel together everywhere. We were the, the only boys, Olympia boys, number one and number two. Uh, <laughs> I was number two. Ken, my buddy, he was number one, right? So mm-hmm. we had Koa and Ken going to all these Malangas together. So the buddy system really, <laughs> really helps out a lot. <laughs> and uh, so, so find a, a friend or friends or people in your group. Uh, there's, there's safety numbers. Mm-hmm. And you get a little bit more confidence, and uh, you'll meet more people that way. And then you have more fun eventually, because that's all. We, that is the end games to have fun, mm-hmm. get more dances, meet some new people. Well, let's let's do that together. Yeah. So, yeah. Koa, over the years as you've as you've uh, been teaching, what are some things you've learned from your own students? I have learned everything. Mm. I have learned how to project how to convey an idea in different ways. I've learned how to read people's body language, of mm-hmm. course, not just, not just dancing-wise, but their body language and, and their expressions when they're not getting something where they have this frown. How can I turn that frown upside down? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, how, mm-hmm. how can I make it more fun or, or make it more technical? As you know, Joe, mm-hmm. everybody has different 
objectives. Every, every student has different objectives or yeah. different things they want out of a class. They, mm-hmm. they want to uh, have fun or meet people. Some some people are very engineering uh, minds and very right. kinesthetic or very mathematical. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to embrace somebody and be in bliss and have fun. So there's that's why we like this tango thing because there's such a wide variety of emotions and mm-hmm. ranges and things that you can get out of this tango. I don't know if that answers your question or yeah, not. Yeah, but, absolutely. But it, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a it's a range of emotions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you know when you when you go through having trained so many students and you meet so many personality types, it's always fun to ask teachers, mm-hmm. "Hey, what do you learn from your own students?" Because there's, yeah, there's so much that goes on there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I consider myself one of them when I'm in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a student as well. I'm learning from them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we improve. That's how we get better. Absolutely. Yes, I want to move on to uh, the topic of musicality. So. Teachers introduce this in a variety of different ways, but I want to hear how you, Koa, how do you start introducing the concept of musicality to uh, to tango novices? Well, whether it's right or wrong, mm-hmm. we bring that up in the very first class. All right. Um, we, we will play, we will describe the three different main genres of tango music, and then we'll play a little snippet of each genre. Mm-hmm. And then we will describe, okay, so in this particular, you know, six-week session or whatever it may be, we're going to be listening to tango, and here are some tangos that we're going to be listening to. So then we'll, also, we'll play a very well, well-rounded, very well-behaved, you know, disarly, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, and we will describe, okay, everybody find the strong beats, and here's mm-hmm. the strong beat, and here are the different phrases, and here's the eight counts, and, and uh, that sort of thing. So typically, by the end of that class, Hopefully, everybody mm-hmm. has found that nice, strong beat to walk to, and they also have started to begin practicing or begin dancing at the beginning of the phrase. Mm-hmm. So we try to instill that throughout the whole six weeks. We'll count them off mm-hmm. uh, to get them used to the, the top of the phrase, or the beginning of the phrase, you know, five, six, seven, eight, go. And, you know, <laughs> they all laugh and they all kind of start, you know, walking around. Mm-hmm. But usually by the third or fourth week, they will start practicing on their own at the beginning of the phrase without us counting them off. And that is a, uh, a fun thing to watch. Yeah. Very fun thing to experience. It's almost mm-hmm. like choreography, but not, you know, they're all starting at the same time yeah. um, or at least very close to it. Mm-hmm. So from there, we, we get them used to the, the basics. And then after a while, we'll introduce some, you know, syncopations and, you know, quick steps and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. By the end of that six weeks, if they can all start at the top of the phrase, at the beginning of the phrase, awesome. Yeah. That's what we want. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Koa, I remember earlier you mentioned, uh, you know, that we're, even though we teach, we're still ourselves improving and we're still, we put ourselves in that in that student seat to, to continue learning. So, what are some things that you do personally to, to keep challenging yourself to improve? I take private lessons um, as much as I can mm-hmm. with uh, local instructors, people that I really admire, mm-hmm. and also take workshops with visiting instructors. You know, Seattle, as of late, has uh, become, become a destination for some fantastic, fantastic instructors from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, we have, you know, Teach on Wano last year. This year we have Noelia Great. and Carlitos coming. It seems like, uh, you know, Julio Bamaceda is coming this, this year. Nice. So we've had some fantastic people. So we are very lucky 
in Seattle to have fantastic organizers in our community that are bringing these these huge pillars of the Tango community here. So mm. how do I improve myself by taking these classes that are coming into our backyard? It's lovely. Yeah, it's wonderful. So that's how we constantly improve. And it's fun to see other instructors there and our students. We all go together. Hey, guys, let's go to this workshop together. Let's learn together. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, what what I love about you know being a teacher who takes classes from people is is you you know even if they're going over material that we already know we get to see it presented in a different way or they might give us ideas on how to on how to create more exercises for students. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So what was your first performance like, Koa? <laughs> Uh boy. So our first performance was a from the Tacoma <clears throat> Tango Group uh, mm-hmm. a number of years ago. We did a student uh, group performance together. Mm. And I remember this to this day, Joe. Mm-hmm. So we had probably eight couples there that were in, our, uh, in the excuse me, beginning and intermediate and advanced level classes down in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And it was at this uh, almost like a, a corporate type event. I think they were celebrating Latin America mm-hmm. um, celebration that weekend. So we did a tango performance. So mm-hmm. we got all dressed up and we had our nice clothes on. Nice. And we get there and we walk out and it's carpet. <laughs> the whole thing was carpet. Mm-hmm. So we, of course, internally were freaking out mm-hmm. how we're going to do this demo. Again, it's improvised. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we, we made it through. We just said less pivots, more walking, <laughs> more rock steps, more check steps, mm-hmm. and uh, more weight changes. And uh, we, made it, we made it work. Mm. But that was our, our first performance was on carpet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, once you get through that, you can pretty much dance on any surface, right? <laughs> exactly right. You can do anything after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, this might seem like an obvious question, but there might be some more complexity to it, Koa. So I don't know how much you've worked with students who are very interested in, in learning how to perform, but when it comes to, to performing versus dancing socially, what, what are some differences that we should keep in mind? As as an instructor who does that or as an instructor who who gives advice to students? Uh, we'll start with advice to students, performing versus dancing socially. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody ha- yeah, everyone's got different tricks. I, I mean, there's no <laughs> one right answer, but I just love to hear from, from, your, from your point of view. I think one of the things that we ask them early on is what do they want to get out of it? Or what mm-hmm. are they do? Why are they doing it? Mm-hmm. Is it for, you know, what... What the venue is, mm-hmm. or you know, is is it for um, a you know corporate event or this that, and the other thing? Yeah, yeah. Is it for a charity that sort of thing? Okay. Um, but we ask them, what do they want to get out of it? Do do they want to look like Dancing with the Stars type of thing, or mm-hmm. do they want to portray the more intimate side or the social type side? So we ask them. We put mm-hmm. the onus on them. Yeah. Um, what do they want? How do they want? It? What do they want to get out of it? Mm-hmm. And how do they want to feel after it? And then we tailor it from there. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah I was having fun watching some videos of you perform on, on YouTube. So, so for you yourself, Koa, uh, what, what goes through your mind, you know, performing versus dancing socially, what are contrasts that you, that you do when you're. Well, almost the same thing, okay. right? So what mm-hmm. is it, what is it for? Is it for, 
um, who's the audience? Right. Let me put it that way. Are okay. these people that don't know, have no idea what Tango is, or are these uh, people who have somewhat of an idea what Tango is, but they're mm-hmm. just kind of there to experience their perception of Tango and how can we break that perception of Tango? Mm-hmm. So I guess the difference for me is I have a really, really good example of that. I'm glad you asked me that because mm-hmm. last weekend, I was last and lucky enough to be in an Encuentro uh, in Port Townsend, excuse me, last weekend, mm-hmm. which was also the same weekend that the Northwest Folk Life Festival is on every year. Mm-hmm. And all of the Seattle Tango instructors have a group performance at the Northwest Folk Life on, on Saturday. They mm-hmm. typically do, you know, two or three songs. Okay. So Friday night, and I was in Port Townsend, and at this Encuentro, which is a very close embrace Milonguero style, and I hate using those terms, but that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. Uh, very Milonguero, close embrace style dancing, very social, very internal. It's all about the feeling mm-hmm. and how can we dance as a couple, as a room, as a community, mm-hmm. very small introspective. Mm-hmm. Then that Saturday, I took the ferry over to Seattle, put my white suit jacket on, had my well white belt on, had my white shoes on. <laughs> and the this audience is for people that typically don't know what tango is. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some tango dancers there. How can you make it exciting? How can you make it uh, dramatic yet, mm-hmm. you know, fantastical? So it was, it was a huge contrast from Friday night, uh, Mironguero style close social dancing to Saturday, huge uh, performance, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. exaggerated. And then that Saturday night, take the white belt off, take the white shoes off, take the white <laughs> jacket off, mm-hmm. go back into this social tango mode. It was the it was the most perfect day that I've had in a long time because I got the best of both worlds. I got to be the flamboyant, crazy, loud, tango-type, <laughs> quote-unquote, you know, person with yeah. these boleros and vocals and gauchos. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, it was the, in my opinion, mm-hmm. my home base of close embrace tango, dancing in a room full of, of 120 people. That was lovely. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Nice. So that's a perfect example of that. Yeah. It's amazing just how tango, you know, you, you can... You know how it suits your personality, whether you're quiet or a little bit more flamboyant. It's it's for everybody mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it has a nice range, and that's why I like that because you yeah. have that nice range. From you know, we used to do kitchen tango. We have a couple of people over, and you dance in the kitchen. So you can dance yeah. in this you know ten by ten space, or you can dance on carpet, as you know, Joe. <laughs> or you can yeah. dance in a big dance floor in Seattle Center mm-hmm. uh, in this food court area with a big stage on it. it. It has such a wide range. And I think that's why this, I love this dance because it's such a wide range and you can do anything and it, and it can, you can be anything in tango and tango can be anything for you. It's going to find that connection. Yeah. So Koa, I've heard there's always something new to learn with this dance. So even though you've had uh, so much experience, what's, something new that you've learned recently? Maybe not necessarily a new step, but uh, perhaps a new concept that you're going in more depth with? Or Sure. Going back to basics. Mm-hmm. You know, in, your, in the past podcast of yours, you know, everybody, there's advanced dancers that want to go back to the basics, right. back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, uh, we hear that a lot, and it's completely true. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely true. 
I've been lucky to take these private lessons with people that have been dancing for 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I'll dance with them or they'll watch me dance and I'll say, okay, how are my molinetes or how are my garnchos? And they Mm -hmm. say, well, let's let's go back to working on your walk. Let's (laughs) go back to working on your posture. Oh, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about that. So those are some of the things that we're constantly working on is going back to the basics. How can we make just standing there embracing somebody mm-hmm. feel 10 times better. Yeah. Yeah. And it does now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Going back to those basics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So cool. What future projects are you working on? So right now we have uh, a couple, I've been lucky enough to have a couple different partners that I perform with. Mm-hmm. So we're rehearsing for some upcoming unannounced uh, performances. Also, we have some ideas of putting together a student performance with um, our our intermediate and our beginning classes to Mm -hmm. kind of uh, showcase their skills and, so to speak, and get over their fears, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Michelle Bellion has a yearly showcase, and she invites other instructors, but she also invites those instructor students to kind of do a, a demo or a dance, so we're we're planning for that. That's about it for now. Other than that, keep working on our own dance. How can we uh, make our student classes more fun? Mm-hmm. How can we make them? Uh, how can we grow this community? How can we? We're looking to get more to plan more tango field trips, mm-hmm. bringing our students to other milongas and other instructors' uh, events and that sort of thing. So, how can we? grow this community. That's what we're working on. That's our future plan. Let's get this thing bigger and let's get more tango dancers in there and let's have more fun and let's bring everybody together and uh, let's do this thing. That's That's great. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, where do we find out more about you online? Uh, You can find me on Facebook or website or Instagram. Everything is starts with Koa. Tango. Okay. K-O-A-T-A-N-G-O. Mm-hmm. Yep. From there, everything else should pop up. Yep. Okay. All right. Koatango.com. And then I'll have links to your Facebook and Instagram as well. And that'll be in our show notes so people will be able to look you up. All right. Great. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Koa. Well, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. I know you're you're pretty busy. You're pretty active out there in Seattle. And, um, well, yeah, just like you, yeah. you know, just like you, Joe, we're, we're trying to uh, create this Tango Committee, make it better and, and create fun for everybody. I thank you for inviting me yeah. uh, to your yeah. podcast. It was my pleasure to talk to you. It was really good to meet to meet you, and hopefully I'll get to meet you in person in the near future. Absolutely. I will follow. You will lead maybe sometime. Yeah. yeah. We'll do some role switching maybe. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like fun. All righty, Joe. <laughs> All right, Koa. Thanks again so much. You have a great rest of the weekend, and now I'll uh, talk to you later. Thank you very much, Joe. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay. I really liked the energy and enthusiasm in that conversation. is a really positive guy and had a lot of good things to say. I liked what he said about jumping right in when it comes to new experiences. And I know with people who are a little shy, and I count myself as one of those personality types, jumping in can be really scary. And other teachers whom I've interviewed suggested different strategies that are also effective. But I'll take a moment to defend the jumping in or no fear approach that Koa recommends, in that whatever scary or embarrassing scenario we imagine happening in our heads while at a Milonga or Practica, it's not going to happen. And if we do jump in and put ourselves out there, once we're in the thick of it, it won't be nearly as scary as we first imagined. 
And incidentally, I also mentioned this very idea on my blog not too long ago. I also like Koa's idea of saying yes to opportunities. When asked to help out with classes or to try new things, he said yes. Even though he didn't feel quite ready, he became ready during the experience. And as he said, having a tango buddy helps when it comes to venturing out to Malangas. So go out and find a tango buddy, or if someone you like and trust asks you to be their tango buddy, say yes. So thank you again, Koa, for saying yes to being interviewed, for telling us your story, and for sharing your thoughts. Really appreciate it. And a big thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, take a few seconds to head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcasting site you're using, and leave me a five-star rating. That helps out a lot. Okay, that's it for now. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.